Hello and welcome to the Art of Communication podcast with me, Robin Kermode. Have you ever wished you could become a confident speaker or presenter? Then why not join my online masterclass, Speak So Your Audience Will Listen. In 10 easy-to-follow modules, you can become a confident and authentic speaker. For more information, visit robinkermode.com. Hello, it's Sian Hansen, and we're here with another Art of Communication podcast with Robin Kermode. Hello. And we're going to talk about how to be a host. So what events are we talking about in this podcast? What are we hosting? It could be a meeting in a room, could be drinks after work, it could be a party, a conference, a wedding, all sorts of things. But it's essentially an event that you've organized, that people Mm. are coming to you, and you're welcoming them as the host and you're setting the tone. Right. And so that means, I suppose, that you think there's some common tips for all those different types of events. I think they're the same. Do you? I think. What do you think? Okay, let's just go to the essentials, you know, the basics. I think they call them deets and gems. I don't know. What are the very basics that you've got to get right, Robin? On an organizational level, food and drink. Mm. Are they bite size? Do they need plates? Mm. Dietary requirements. Dietary requirements. Mm. Drink. What is the drink? Is there a lot of it? Is there enough of it? Can people find refills if they need it? Never run out. Never run out. Lighting. Good one. Getting the music right. Not too loud. You don't want to be shouting over it. Mm. Essentially, you're trying to create a mood. Just like if you go to a beautiful restaurant, Mm. they've created a mood. And that's why you go there rather than cooking at home because there's a sense of occasion about it. So even if you're hosting a video conference call, Mm -hmm. there should be a sense of occasion about it. And I work so much with my clients on this because they say, well, it's just another Monday morning meeting and everyone dials in. I said, but if the feeling is it's just another Monday morning meeting, there's no sense of occasion. Mm -hmm. So your job, and it's hard if you do it every week, but your job as the host of the meeting Mm -hmm. is to make everybody welcome, feel Mm -hmm. special, and to know why they're there. That's a very good point. Make them feel special. Make them feel welcome. Because obviously they've been invited to go to this event. So it means that you are there to welcome them, but you've set a stage, haven't you? I mean, that's what you've just described. You're setting a stage, aren't you? Mm. It's an occasion. Now, of course, the curtain doesn't go up like on a a stage, Mm. but the start of a video conference, the start of a conference is very important. Mm -hmm. Often my clients say to me, you know, I'm just going to do two minutes at the beginning just to welcome people and then we'll get on with the conference. And I said, that two minutes is unbelievably important, Mm -hmm. that two minutes. So what is it you're trying to create in that two minutes. Mm. And they say, well, I'm just going to say, you know, thank you all for coming and here's the agenda and this is what we're going to do. Mm. I said, but it's a really missed opportunity because you can set the tone. Is it going to be a challenging day, a fun day, an interesting day? Mm. What is it you're creating? What are the expectations and manage the expectations of people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you just mentioned timing. You mentioned two Mm. minutes or things like that. Don't you think one of the most important things about an event, any event, is to make sure everybody who's coming, every guest knows what the times are? The start and the finish. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend once who used to say, when you arrived, she said, now what time do you have to leave by? (laughs) And I said, well, that's quite rude to say that. She said, no. She said, I'm trying to do what you need. So if you have to leave at 10 o'clock, I'll work backwards to make sure that you can leave at 10 o'clock. So that is being a good host. But it's also telling everybody in advance, you know, we're going to start at 9.30, mm-hmm. we're going to finish at 11 or whatever, mm-hmm. or it's the party is from lunchtime until midnight, come any time you like. like. It's but a it, drop-in. But the parameters are clear. Mm-hmm. And there was this one, I think I shared this with you at the time, we were at a museum and we saw 
an invitation that Professor and Mrs. Tolkien had sent oh, out. Oh, I love this one, yes. And it was absolutely extraordinary. It's from 1945. And I don't know if you remember it, Robin, but it's a like old-fashioned invitation. And it has on it, only RSVP if you're not coming, which I thought was great. That's really interesting. They had at the end, if you remember, because they were telling the timings and it said 6.30pm onwards. But at the bottom of, of it, it had something like carriages at midnight, ambulances at 3am, and hearses at daybreak, which is, which is brilliant. And so you are giving the times, but you're also doing it with a sense of fun. Now, by doing that, you're also indicating that actually this is going to be a fun evening. Yes. So subliminally, by yes. doing that, you are setting the stage, you are setting, setting the, the scene. Stage. Now, I know you're setting the scene and we've given the sort of the very minute details to set a tone of the party. But I would say I also enjoy an event where there's a slight shift in tone halfway through. Is that like when you're at a sit down dinner and then people move tables for the dessert? So there's a new energy in the room. A new energy in the room. Mm. Or let's say, for instance, I went to something, it was a little while ago, where it was dancing. You went late. You arrived, you had a drink, and then there was sort of a disco or something Mm. like that. Did I just say disco? I'm so sorry, (laughs) listeners. I don't think there's been a disco forever. Anyway. Do you mean a discotheque? A discotheque. But then what happened is... Is that where they play popular music? Oh, shush. And then they... (laughs) But then what they did, which I thought was so nice, is the music changed got very low level and they served breakfast oh nice classy and then they cranked up the music again so i'm just saying it's not a bad thing to change the tempo no but again that's being a good host it's orchestrating the evening well yeah not just where the guests are standing around saying well do we go now yeah is there going to be something else everyone should know what's going to happen and know when there's the end do you remember there were certain parties we went to where you always knew it was the last song because it was always the same last song. So it was we were always teenagers. the same last song when we were teenagers. So, Robin, actually, what I do want to ask you is how do you greet people as they're arriving to your event? Well, very simply, you make them feel special. Uh, do you know everybody's name? Well, you at a conference, of course, you can't. Yeah. Uh, but then you have badges, so that's also helpful. Oh, that's helpful. But if it's a party in your own home, I assume you know you'll people. Know you know people. <laughs> now, at a wedding, you probably only know half the guests because mm. you know if your daughter's getting married, you mm. probably know her friends. But mm. whoever they're marrying, you may not know their friends. Yes. But then people would introduce themselves. Oh, I'm such and such's uncle, and I'm called David. Oh, hello, David. Yeah, that- absolutely. That makes sense. Okay, I have been to parties where people make me feel like an intruder. And how did they do that? And you're here, you know. Oh, oh sorry. No, they don't say that. <laughs> they don't say that. They, they don't. don't get- oh. But they say you are. Yes, lovely to see you. Yes, just go through. What you don't want to do is, which almost happened to me once, where I turned up at the door and somebody said, "Oh, oh, Robin, hello." Yes, and you thought I was on the B list. <laughs> And clearly, I finally was sent the invitation. They didn't think I was coming. And by this point, they have to go overboard the other way. I turned up once to something and the host was so good. She said, it's lovely to see you. I'm so pleased you could come. And then when I got to the dinner table, she'd set an extra place. It was obviously an extra place for me. Right. And she'd forgotten that she'd invited me. And she just squeezed yeah, she next squeezed place. Me in. But she did it seamlessly. And yeah, it no, didn't make did. you feel bad. No, but I could tell that I was just squeezed in. And the fact is, she then made an extra effort with right. me because yeah. she'd made a mistake. And so I thought that was really nice. Anyway, so here we are. You've got everybody in the room. Yes. So what is the key or the, you know, the virtual room or in the room? Mm. What is the key at this point for making the event go with a swing? For creating the chemistry. Mm. That's it. Now, some people 
are very good at parties and some people are very good at networking and mm. they'll go in and they'll chat to people and they'll get it going. Mm. Other people need a little bit of a nudge mm -hmm. because maybe they're shy or they don't feel very comfortable with it. This is the real job of the host. So part of it is the organizational stuff. Mm. And now this is actually the nitty gritty of being a host. Now you're one of the best hosts I've ever seen. Oh, you're really, oh, really oh. good at it. So what are your key tips to, right. to creating that chemistry where people are maybe around the edge of the room, they're just not quite joining in? Well, the only thing I can say is that everybody's there for one reason. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. You're celebrating a birthday or you're celebrating a graduation or whatever a it is. A book launch or a whatever. A book it launch is. or whatever it is. You're all there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I always use that as the basis. So I feel everybody in the room should be able to talk to each other because they they've all, they all have a common theme. Yes. So the first thing I'd say is if you are a guest, help <laughs> the host by being that person that walks up to strangers and says hello. Yeah. And don't talk to the people you know. Or don't just talk to the people yeah. you know. And you've always said to me, even if it's not your party, act like the host. Definitely. Because actually, if you behave like the host, it gives you something to do. Yeah. So you go up to somebody and say, oh, I see you haven't got a drink there. Can I get you a drink? Yeah. Now, nobody's asked you to do that, but it's a nice thing to do. And you start a conversation. And you start a conversation. Yeah. So that's what I do. I also look out for people who need help. So what happens is sometimes, and if you're a host, you don't have to not engage with all your guests and not mm. have nice conversations and catch up with them, but just keep one eye out for the, let's say that pair that's in the corner Yes, and they've been talking to each other for half an hour. Mm. And what you want to do is just go and bust it up. And I know that sounds like an aggressive hostess, but you don't have to do it that way. You can just grab one of your best friends and say, oh, I need your help over here. Yes, And then just introduce your best friend, get somebody to move the other person away, so just so they mix a bit it of a up group, a bit. A group forming. And yeah. is that what you call, because you once said to me about having sub-hosts. Yeah. What are sub-hosts? Well, just some of your best friends in the room and just say, look, at the start of the party, would you mind mixing people up a bit if you right. feel that somebody's standing on their own and or whatever. Yeah, yeah well, and really I do that idea. for other people. Yes. So, yeah. I but do you do it without being asked <laughs> sometimes. Oh, sorry. No, no, bit, I, mean, yeah. I mean that in a nice way. I mean, yeah, you I just help people out, which yeah. is nice. And you don't like somebody standing on their own. You'll always go and say, come and join us. Come and join us. Yeah, absolutely. There, I did that the other day, didn't I? Mm. Where there was a man sitting on his own and it was a 50th birthday party yes. and there was a man sitting on his own across the... And I went, no, we can't have that because yes. the host was too busy yes. making sure the food was all right or whatever. And, and chatting to other people and, and just didn't took his eye off the ball. You often say to me, if we have a party, you often say, Robin, could you just go and check everyone's glasses? Because I get involved in a conversation with somebody and I'm chattering away and you go, you're the host, Rob, oh, and you have to fill the glasses up. sound bossy. But no, 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 but you're right. No, you're I right. know what you mean. It's because, because actually what I should be is a host, but I, I get involved in a conversation. In the conversation. Yeah. But that is a key, actually. It's funny you should bring that up. It is an absolute key to a successful party is that the drinks keep flowing. And whether that's water, it doesn't have to be alcohol, does it? I mean, it No, be, it doesn't have to be alcohol. People but, don't want empty glasses. No, but this is about that you've been somewhere and it feels like it's abundant and generous. Yes, and that and you're being looked after. And you're being looked yeah. after. But that all comes in with small details like a lovely candle or a bunch of flowers yes. or that you've made the effort that the glasses mm. are clean and, mm. uh, you know, that there's some gorgeous canapes that come out. You know, sometimes you have savoury canapes and then you have sweet ones. Mm. You know, that makes it feel like there's an arc in the evening. Yes. I know these are small things, but no, they're, they, big. they're very but important. They, but they do matter, don't they? Just to create, like you said, the whole atmosphere. Yes. I remember just thinking about being a host. I remember children's birthday parties. And at children's birthday parties, 
there was quite a competition with the gift bag at the end of the party that all the children went home with. Yes, I know. It's and gone that way. It got a bit. It's gone a bit. That it's gone way. a bit silly. So now. if you're hosting a children's party, I wouldn't get involved in that, and I, I wouldn't think... do that actually. If you're hosting a party, I wouldn't think about it like a competition because no. as soon as you do, it's never going to be what you want it to be. No, we often do. If we have a, a dinner party, we often do a game between courses, and the game mm. could be. Well, all sorts of games, but one of them is a quiz. We did this at our wedding, actually. Yeah. We had a quiz. So that a way of mixing people up who didn't know each other on the tables, everyone had a quiz. And it was things like, how well do you know Robin and Sian? Yeah, like it that. was really and funny. And it was really funny. And it meant that people could chat amongst themselves. Oh, what, oh you've answered B, have you to that? Well, I think it's C and this, this kind yeah. of thing. And I think that's great because it's, again, it's something to talk about so mm. that it keeps everything moving along. So would you do that, um, maybe not in the middle of a conference, but it's not such a bad thing, is it? If you said in the middle of a conference and you mm. stand up and say, at five o'clock, by the way, I'm going to be asking for suggestions on how to name something yes. or whatever, that might be a good way to break it up. Definitely. And in fact, I was working on a conference with a big bank recently, and they had a quiz three times during the conference. So at 11 o'clock, at 2 o'clock, and at 5 o'clock, mm. whatever. And they said, right, okay, quiz time now. And here's the next quiz. Mm. And it was fingers on the buzzer. So it was the first person to shout out the answer. Yeah. And they got a t-shirt. People love the idea of trying to win something. Yeah, they, they just know. I mean, everybody they wants do. the, the they fact do. that they've won it. Yeah. So again, these are all little things that you can do. And if you're hosting a video conference call, you might not want to be saying, right, there are prizes every few minutes. But what you can do is pick people out and you can say, can we have a shout out to Charlotte here? I thought she was fantastic. What she Great did. That was idea. Brilliant. Just pick out what someone said. Almost like when you're summarizing it towards the end, maybe you're mm. saying, you know, so I think we've had a really good Monday morning meeting, but can we just all have a shout out to whoever for doing that? Yeah, that's a great idea, actually. Mm. So why don't we think about the other side of the coin? What about you've been to an event and it's been hosted really badly? What would you remember as a badly hosted party? Well, I'd probably remember the inefficiency of the catering quite often. Yeah, I think it is. You know when they say, oh, the coffee's in the flask, and then you press the thing to get the coffee out and there's none. Oh, that's so disappointing. Or you press it down, it goes everywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I've done that. Yeah. yeah. No, but you know when you're going up to that tea and coffee bar and mm. then you find that the hot water has run out. Yes. Or they haven't labelled them and you don't know what you're doing. I constantly um, put coffee into a herbal tea bag. No, you don't. I do because I'm thinking it's the hot water jug. Yeah, exactly. So things like that. But it's more really, it's about timing. You're sitting there waiting for the first course to arrive, having a drink or whatever, and you think, mm. now it's been an hour and a half. We haven't had any first course. It's like a bad uh, restaurant. I know. And it's not I good. think it's about timing. I think it's you set the expectations and you stick to the timing. Also, I think, I was going to say the audience, but I think the, the, the guests relax when everything goes to clockwork. They get, mm. oh, I feel safer. It's planned. Mm. Mm. You know, it we like to be some, And then they don't worry about, is the dessert going to come late or are the speeches going to go on too long? Because you mm. think it won't go on too long because it's been beautifully organised. Yeah, it's been and, beautifully And you relax organized. and enjoy it. And can I say, I know it doesn't sound like the most glamorous side of when you host an event in person, but I really think you've got to get the loose right. You know, the bathrooms, I think you really have to get those right. They have to be not a long distance away. <laughs> So sometimes, let's say you're having something in an office building, mm. and then sometimes I've been told, well, you have to go through that door, or you need a swipe card. Yeah, and you can't get back in again. And you can't get back in so again. So then you panic. You think, well, you I'm panic. not going to go because I'll be stuck in yeah, the lobby. Yeah, exactly. It's so, so awkward. I would also say, badly hosted, mm. sorry if anybody's ever done this, if the room's too big. Yes, because it's echoey. Echoey, but then you also kind of think, oh, well, half the people didn't come. 
you know, there's this awkward feeling. And I think the rumour has to be the right size. It's got size. to be the right size. And then what we haven't talked about, though, is things like other logistics about coats and bags. Oh, yes. And yeah. how that's organised. Because sometimes you can have a really good evening and then you're standing there for 20 minutes getting your coats. Yeah. And it at spoils... At a work function. At a work function. It yeah. spoils the end of the evening sometimes. Yeah. So all that planning is helpful. What, oh, hang on. Somebody stole your coat once, didn't they? Somebody... It wasn't a cloakroom or anything like that, but... I think we hung them up in the hostess's cupboards. Yes. And you came back and somebody had taken your overcoat. Well, the trouble with men's overcoats is they all look the same. No, that's true. You know, a nice black <laughs> overcoat looks like another yeah, nice black true. overcoat, doesn't yeah. it? But I think what you're saying from all this, because you're, like I said, you're the best host I know and you're really good at this. But I think what you're really saying, it's about obviously the logistics, but the actual hosting bit mm. is about creating the chemistry and pulling people in and introducing Definitely. people to other people so nobody gets stuck and so that the energy flows. The energy flows and they leave thinking, I've met some really new, interesting people that I never thought I would meet before. And you get a spring in your step after you've done that. But Robin, I do want to share with everybody my hostess moment, because it was a real test for me. Because do you remember when I was hosting a policy development event? I had 18 guests coming and a guest speaker. And my guest speaker was a professor of economic history at Cambridge. And she was just wonderful. She was about 45, top-notch academic. And she was going to discuss with us some very interesting political developments. And it was in Britain at the time that we were doing Brexit. Anyway, all my guests turned up and my guest speaker was late. And I was so worried about it. But the doorbell finally went and I ran downstairs and I'm not kidding. She was naked. She was, yes, she was completely naked, except for a red handbag, red shoes, red lipstick. Mm -hmm. And she had some sterling notes. um, Strategically placed. Strategically placed with double sided sticky tape. I asked her how to do it. But other than that, she was completely naked. And it was her statement about Brexit, the handbag, the red handbag being the red box of Downing Street mm. that the prime ministers mm. carry and things like that. So it was a kind of a statement. It was a political statement she was making. It was quite a strong statement. It was a really strong statement. So I took her into the room with all the guests. As the host. I was the host. Yes. And I took her in and I, th- I was thrilled that she'd done this. I mean, it was going to be the most memorable evening that any of my guests had ever attended. And it's a dinner. This was going to go on for three hours. What I had to do was make everybody as comfortable as possible, as quickly as possible. So I ran around all the guests and said, how are you feeling about this? Great. And one of them quietly said, I'm going to leave. I don't want to make a fuss, but I'm going to leave. Everybody else was so good about it. And because Mm. I'd asked them, they felt more comfortable. I didn't impose it on them. I said, are you okay to stay? Yes. But I said it quietly. And in terms of memorable evenings... It's top, top. Actually, Robin, I wouldn't recommend anybody turns up at their event naked. Yeah, can we just say we're, we're not actually advocating that? I don't think I would ever turn up to an event naked, even if I had a £50 note strategically placed. I don't think it's not something that I can I promise you, no. I will never do that. I, thank goodness. So I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying you will have trying circumstances when you're a host. Things go wrong, things are burnt. Things are spilt. A guest is being rude. I'm just, again, I'm just talking about the things that go wrong. I know. Actually, we were at a party once where we had a friend of ours came with us to this event and she was quite well known. Unfortunately, somebody next to her was being rather difficult. Oh, really? And we had to rescue her. Do you remember? Yes. Because we weren't the host. 
you had to go to the host and say, look, I, make think, that you, stop. I think make this stop and you need, you need to take that person away and rescue yeah. this lady. And they did it beautifully, actually. But again, that's something that as a host, you need to keep an eye out. Is everybody happy? And the same thing on a video conference call. I keep saying this because actually it's the same thing, whether you're hosting at home or you're hosting a business. Keep an eye out. Is there somebody in the corner not feeling part of it. Yes. So if you're looking at all the little icons of people's faces, have a look. Is somebody just, maybe they haven't said anything for ages. Maybe they feel a bit lost. Ask them a question. Say, does that make sense, Janet? What do you think? I think that's a really excellent idea. I think your objective in having any kind of event as a host must be that everybody's felt included. Yes. That they had a good time or their voice was heard and that somehow they've walked away learning something new or having met somebody new. Yes. Don't you think? You make a very good point there. It's also being listened to. They don't just want to be talked to. They no. also want to have a little bit of a voice as well. Mm-hmm. And the combination of all that is great. Now, this is all great until some of the guests stay on forever and they just don't leave. <gasps> I hate that. So how do you oh, get rid of them? I know it's so awkward. So getting rid of them sounds a bit violent, but I mean, <laughs> how do you gently ask them to leave? Well, I think... First of all, let's see this as an absolute tick in the box because you must have been a good host if they're not leaving. That's great. Okay, first tip, just real basics, is stop serving drinks. Just stop. If they had an empty glass for a big half an hour, big 45 minutes, they get the hint. That's really good. And food as well. So it stops. Just stops. You can also turn off the music and you can up the lighting. All of those gently mean that people can leave. If you don't really want to do that... I think you just have to stick it out. Or would you say something? If it was a party at our own home, Mm. I think we would probably stick it out. Yeah. Because we're not the kind of people to throw people out. If it's a small group that you know really well, the kind Mm. of kitchen supper, you can say to people, look, I've got a really early start. You know, we had a lovely evening and everyone was like, of course, no problem at all. And that that would be fine. It's harder on a bigger event, Mm. you know, where people have travelled maybe to a wedding or something. It's quite hard Mm -hmm. to move them on. But in a work event, I think the timing is really important because everyone now has a back-to-back meeting. So if you have a meeting in person in a room or a meeting on video, if you say you're going to finish at 11, you have to finish at 10 to 11 because people have to get time to get to the next meeting. Yes, absolutely right. And I'll just end with this one story because it's absolutely true. I don't think I've ever told you this, actually. I was hosting a small dinner in a private home. It was to do with fundraising for a charity. It was 10 o'clock. We ended the dinner on time. And... The person whose home it was suddenly realized that one person was missing from the table. We'd forgotten that somebody at dessert course had said, can I go use the bathroom? And they'd left. We went upstairs and they collapsed on one of the beds. Just fallen asleep on one of the beds. Just fallen asleep on one of the beds. (laughs) (laughs) So actually, what was really nice about that is the person whose home it was just covered them up with a blanket and said, it doesn't matter, leave them there. Wow. The big guess here, and I'll leave everybody wondering about this, if you've attended a small fundraising event and you've collapsed and fallen asleep on the bed, do you expect them to give a donation or not? I think they'd expect to give a double donation. <laughs> I think I'm just going to leave you hanging because I know what happened. All right. Well, thank you so much, Robin. Can I just say, we love hosting events, don't we? We love it. And we plan a lot. Even if it's a kitchen supper, yeah. we plan. We plan a lot. Thank you for joining us. We have so much fun in these conversations. I hope you do too. Thank you again, Robin. I'm off to plan my next event. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever wished you could become a confident speaker or presenter? Then why not join my online masterclass? Speak so your audience will listen. In 10 easy-to-follow modules, you can become a confident and authentic speaker. For more information, visit robinkermer.com.